Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is another episode of Couch Talk with the Shining Knight, and I'm your host, David Love. And on this episode, uh, I want to talk about a few things. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the Atlanta International Car Show that I attended uh, the Georgia World Congress Center. Uh, that was, um, I was there that Saturday on April 18th, I believe it was. And um, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. It wasn't, I, I'm, I'll be honest, it wasn't as good as last year, I, I believe, because the COVID restrictions were still in place. Um, a lot of the, not, not say a lot, but it was probably about maybe five car automakers that weren't there. And I was looking forward to seeing them, but uh, for the most part, it was it was still pretty good. It was pretty, still a pretty good show. Uh, they had a lot of displays there. Um, you can see some of the pictures I took and the videos that I shot on my Instagram page, uh, which I'll talk about in, in, at the end of this broadcast, at the end of this podcast rather. But um, it was it, it was it was pretty good. I mean, the, um, a lot of people like the Ford Mustang Mark E. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't know, maybe I need to drive one to find out exactly, but I'm just not used to the Mustang being looking kind of like an SUV model. Uh, I'm still used to, still used to it being a sports car, but, um, it looked pretty cool. I mean, the, the screen was huge. Uh, I mentioned it on my Instagram page. I like the screen look probably, it looked like either an iPad, maybe bigger than an iPad, but the thing was big. I, uh, you know, had all the display uh, settings on it, like an iPad uh, for the Mustang Mach-E. And then uh, you had your other cars that were there. Um, uh, see, the ones that were still there was Subaru. Um, Lincoln was there, Ford, of course. Um, uh, what was the other ones? Uh, they had the they had classic displaying of the cars. Um, I took a picture of a Rolls Royce uh, Phantom. Um, that was that was very rare to see that one there. Um, and you know they had other cars and vehicles available. Uh, one thing I missed also was that they had last year was the uh, Polaris Slingshot. It wasn't there and couldn't ride around in one, so they didn't have that this year, of course, because of COVID. But um, they still had people, you know, wearing their mask and they still uh, had hand sanitizers available for people to wash their hands and cleanse their hands and everything like that. So they still kept it COVID uh, safe and friendly for the whole family. But, you know, it was pretty good. Um, I got to sit in a couple of the vehicles. Uh, one vehicle that took me back was the, uh, the F-150 STX model. And this uh, model was a 4x4, and I had one of those uh, a while back, some years ago. Uh, And the thing about trucks, trucks have gotten so popular. Um, Pickup trucks, uh, they're buying a pickup truck now is like buying a luxury car, basically. Um, They've gotten very popular, they come out with bells and whistles now. Um, It's not like back in the day where you had a little small pickup truck and you just use it for, you know, doing manual labor or uh, duties around the house or something like that or clean the yard and uh, trucks are now more like luxury cars and then you still use them for those other things I just mentioned so yeah, it, it, it was pretty nice um, uh, 
the, the car show was pretty good. They still kept it going. So I'm looking forward to going there next year. And hopefully by then, uh, all the restrictions will be off and we can we can enjoy all the things that we did at the car show back in uh, 2019 before all this happened. So that was pretty good. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is the passing of uh, DMX. DMX was, um, he was a, he was a pretty good rapper. I, I'm gonna be honest. Some of his music I couldn't get down with. Um, there are only two songs that he came out with that were my favorites, really. Uh, Rough Rise Anthem and Lose My Mind. Um, you know, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. You know, that, that song, so. Those are like my two favorites, but uh, most of his music, I was like, okay, it's a little, a little too much. But he, the thing about DMX that made him different was he had that high energy in his lyrics that kept people jumping and kept people partying to his music. So he, he came with that high energy and that that high anticipation of his songs. Um, uh, I heard I heard so many stories about his death, about how he died. And I'm like this, let the man rest and let his family grieve and mourn his passing and um, let it go. I mean, uh, he he had his demons, of course. Um, we all have a sketchy past and we have still deal with things. Nobody's perfect. So, you know, don't talk about the man in a negative way. Just let him rest in peace. Um, but I believe this. Um, I saw a YouTube video, it was his last video, and he he was speaking some things from, the, he was actually reading from the Bible. So the, the man also had faith, he also had faith in God. So uh, just, you know, don't judge the man for what he did. We don't know what he went through behind the scenes, behind the music. Um, just know that I believe that he's in a better place and just let, let, it, let it be at that. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, it's, it's kind of old news now, but um, in the state of Georgia, is still kind of talking about it, is the cancellation of the All-Star Game. This kind of goes inside my next topic, uh, sports in and off the field. Um, well, they canceled the, um, the All-Star Game in Atlanta at Truist Park because of the, uh, mainly because of the voting um, law that they just passed, and they move, they're moving the game to Colorado. Um, this is a lot of backlash uh, for the changing of the voting laws, which is basically suppressing uh, the minority votes, uh, people of color, black and brown, basically, people. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp, when he signed this law, he did it behind closed doors. He did it. Uh, he kind of, he he did it in a sneaky way. He didn't want nobody to get too involved uh, with his, you know, his objection of of um, signing this bill. And then um, the congresswoman, I forget her name right now, I'm sorry, the congresswoman who, she was knocking on the door trying to stop the signing of the bill, and then she got uh, arrested. And they, they claimed that she was going to uh, strike terror just like the, the I call them, ter still to call them terrorists, the terrorists of uh, January 6th, what they did. Now, first of all, the, the terrorists of January 6th, they didn't knock on the door. They weren't polite about how they got into the Capitol. So how are you going to compare this one woman to a whole 
disband a whole gang. I wouldn't call them a gang, a whole population almost of, of people that stormed the Capitol. There's no comparison to that. I don't understand how that even compares to um, to to those those two separate to me those are two separate things. Um, since the cancellation of the All Star Game um, in Atlanta, the NBA and the NHL uh, games they postponed those games after the police shooting of uh, Dante Wright uh, in Minnesota, which was where he got shot was like 10 miles away from where George Floyd was killed. Um, the you know, the, 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 the guy that, you know, Dante Wright, he was only 20 years old. And then the, the police officer that, that, that shot him was the on taser, but accidentally pulled her gun instead and killed him. Um, now she's sent in jail, um, facing charges. So, I mean, all this kind of coincides together with the cancellation of the All-Star game. And and then uh, now Derek Chauvin, he was just, uh, he was just sentenced, well, he was sentenced to time in jail. He got all three counts for the killing of George Floyd. My take on this is um, there's a difference between police restraint and police brutality. There should have been a cutoff point where Derek Chauvin was saying, okay, I got him. I shouldn't have to do anymore. For him to put his knee on George Floyd's neck for almost 10 minutes, it was nine minutes and 29 seconds to be exact. For almost 10 minutes, George Floyd is already down. He's hollering, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Numerous times he kept saying, I can't breathe. And you still got his knee on his neck. That was that was the cutoff point right there. He shouldn't have to keep doing anything else. But because Derek Chauvin believed he could, you know, some police officers believe they're above the law, even though they're supposed to be upholding the law. He believed that he could do more. And in doing so, he, he killed George Floyd, basically. And now there are all kind of reports to saying that George Floyd was on drugs and George Floyd was this and that. That doesn't matter. A man's life was taken. A human being's life was taken. So for them to to try to justify what Derek Chauvin did, it's it's ludicrous to me. He deserved Derek Chauvin deserves exactly what he gets, and now I'm waiting to see what the other three officers are going to be charged with as well. But anyway, I'm supposed to be talking about sports, so uh, let me talk about something on a lighter note. Uh, I was watching the bowling championship um, last week uh, on April 18th, and I was looking at uh, Kyle Troop, uh, who is also known as Afrofish. He was um, going against Francois Lavois. Make sure I got his name right. Francois Lavois. <laughs> Francois Lavois. And Francois Lavois, Le- uh, he's a Canadian bowler. He actually beat Kyle Troop. It was, it was real close, though, but he still beat him. Um, Kyle Troop um, is more... I'm going to talk about Kyle Troop for a minute because between the two, Francois is more of a serious bowler. Kyle Troop is more of an entertainer. So Kyle Troop, he kind of like... Uh, he'll bowl... 
and he'll hit them strikes, but at the same time, he'll throw a little, little humor into it. And the main thing he does is, is take that pick out and, and, and picks his hair because he has an afro. But, um, the, you know, the, the <laughs> both of them are great bowlers. Um, P, the PBA, people don't talk about bowling too much because it's, it's a sport that kind of goes under the radar. Mainly because the bowls don't get paid that much as much as baseball players, basketball players, football players. They don't make millions of dollars. Their greatest, um, I guess their greatest uh, payout may be a couple hundred thousand dollars if they win a championship. So, um, but bowling, I think, is a great sport. It's one of my favorites. Um, I used to, I used to bowl not professionally of course but I, you know go to I used to go to bowling alleys and, and I still have my shoes and my ball that uh, got uh, my ball got specially uh, fitted for my fingers and all that so I haven't bowled in, in a couple of years but um, I I like bowling uh, matter of fact my brother-in-law he retired when he retired from his job he he's in a bowling league so he bowls probably every week, um, at least every week, I'm sure he does. So he's he's very serious about it. Um, I'm not as serious as he, as he is about it, but he is he takes it very seriously. So, um, you know, it's just, bowling is, to me is a great sport. I, I just like to see the ball go down the lane, hit the pins in there. Um, some people don't really care for bowling. They think it's boring, but if you really, if you really know about bowling and if you watch it on TV, it, to me it's one of those rare sports that's just as exciting as it is on TV as it is when you actually play it. Some sports is not like that. Um, you, you watch the same sport on TV, it might be boring, but you go see it in person, it's more exciting. Bowling to me isn't like that, it's the same either way. Um, so that's that's all I'd say about that. I thought you know, I'll bring that up. Uh, Congratulations to Francois Lavar and Kyle Troop and all the other bowlers at the, in the PBA that made that uh, bowling tournament very exciting to, to look at. Um, going to my third topic now, uh, movie news and reviews. Uh, the two movies I want to review, um, kind of dedicate this one to girl power a little bit, uh, was Wonder Woman 1984 and uh, Thunder Force. Both of these were superhero movies, but they had they were uh, female leads in, in the movies. Um, the first one, Wonder Woman 1984, it, it was it was it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, my my biggest question when I saw the trailer at first, before I saw the movie, I was like, how are they gonna bring her boyfriend? But the the guy that played I forgot his name already, but the guy that that played her boyfriend in the movie, Chris Pine, I forgot his character's name, but. Um, the guy that played her boyfriend, how you gonna bring him back? And then they showed how it happened. I was like, oh, okay. And you really don't get it. I didn't get it till toward the end of the movie, how they brought him back. So try not to get too much of the movie away. But um, the movie to me was more about um, acceptance. Uh, uh, Kristen Wiig's character, Cheetah, her wants to be accepted by the people around her, um, and then with Wonder Woman, um, her, you know, Diamond Prince, her was wants to be loved and accepted by 
I'll say Chris Pine's character um, because she missed him so much from the first movie. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm trying not to give too much of the movie away. Anyway, but that's that's basically what that movie was about to me. Um, the other movie was Thunder Force. Thunder Force was about these two women. They grew up together. They were always best friends. And when later on they became adults, um, they, well, Octavia Spencer's character, she found a way to create some kind of uh, super serum that makes people turn superheroes. And then Melissa McCarthy's character, who's her best friend, accidentally takes the serum and she winds up being a superhero. So um, it, it was a, it was a comedy movie. It was kind of a comedy spoof of the superhero films. And Melissa McCarthy was like the real superhero between the two. Um, she brought the comic relief to it. I'd say Spence was more of the serious character. She was the brainiac between the two of them. She was always having her head in the books and studying and finding out things. And, and um, I'd say Spence's character was like trying to create, uh, correct uh, the mistakes that her parents made by doing something better. And then uh, she had a daughter who who wanted to be special too, trying not to give too much of the movie away. But um, she, her daughter wanted uh, having a special power herself. And you'll, you'll see that toward the end of the movie when you watch it, if you haven't already. But both of these movies are available on streaming. Uh, Thunder Force is on, is on uh, Netflix. Um, Wonder Woman uh, 1984 was available, I think still available on HBO Max. And you can see it also on uh, well, I, I viewed it on Redbox. You can watch it on Redbox streaming. I think it's going to be available soon. If it's not already available, it might be available soon on Disney+. Plus. So, those are my topics for this segment uh, in my podcast. I want to thank all my listeners, uh, people who have followed me. Uh, you can, uh, once again, also you can find me on my uh, Instagram page at davidlove. 425. Um, you can also f- listen to me on the other following podcast platforms, uh, which is, of course, this one Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. And you can also find me on WordPress. Uh, you, you can view my content um, on WordPress. <clears throat> Excuse me again, that's um, Shining Couch Talk with the Shining Knight. It's all ran together in lowercase. Couch Talk with Shine Knight dot WordPress dot com. And you can also email me um, if you have anything to uh, comment or convey to me. You can email me at Shiny Knight 2020 at gmail dot com. And again, I thank you so much for listening and uh, stay tuned on the next episode at the beginning of May where I'll be talking about other subjects. Thank you for listening.